They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. of the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host Juan as always and today we are joined by Chris Matthew. What's up bro? It's been about a year and a half since I last had you on the show. Yeah it's been a long time man. Thank you so much for having me back on. I appreciate it. Good to be here. Yeah I'm a fan of your show. I listen to it regularly and and for the people that don't know about you you want to share your social media or anything like that and tell us a little bit about you for those that don't know who you are. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm host of Forbidden Knowledge News and Beyond Classified. Um, you can find us on all podcast platforms, YouTube, uh, on Rockfin. I uh, don't think we're on BitChute anymore, but uh, we're on all, all the other podcast platforms, Odyssey, uh, stuff like that. I, um, I'm basically, man, just a normal guy who started uh, doing a podcast because I was finding out some crazy stuff that I wanted to share with the world. And I started talking to people who were smarter than me to, to kind of get those, uh, that information out. And uh, people started listening. So it, it turned into a thing, and I'm grateful for it. And now I have a, a whole network of podcasts that we do um, that we feature on our website. Uh, so, yeah, man, it's great to be here. I'm grateful to be where I'm at right now. All good stuff. Yeah, we were just talking about how you do this for a living, and I'm, I'm, I'm envious because that's, that's the, the big – that's what everybody strives for, right, to be Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty surreal, man. Like, um, you know, one day I check our, our podcast revenue, and it's like, oh, my God, I'll be able to pay rent this month. And then the next month, oh, I'll be able to eat this month too. And it just kept getting better. So it's like, you know, it, it like I said, I'm very grateful to be in the position I'm at. Never thought I'd be there. Never – thought that people would be listening to this and i'm grateful most of all for the audience and the people that are listening so thank you all do you ever get a guest where you're like man this person's full of shit (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, all the time. I will never let the audience know that. I'll never let the guests know that. Um, you may be able to tell by my reactions. I hope not. Um, but yeah, I what I my show is is to really to get all the voices and opinions and, and information and theories that I can, so the audience can decide for themselves. It's really not my job, but I like to bring as many voices as possible because who am I to say if they're lying or not telling the truth or have bunk information or trying to throw us on the wrong path? I don't know for sure, and I don't think anybody can unless you're that person so um you know i i give everybody a chance to come on the show with whatever information they want to bring and i let the audience decide and yes there's plenty of times where i'm in the middle of conversation going oh my gosh what the hell are they talking about this guy is full of shit but yeah um i i do not ever let the audience know that and uh and I, I think that everybody deserves a chance to share their truth because uh, who's to say it's 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 not true besides them or the CIA that's been watching them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and, yeah. and that's the thing with how everything's so open for interpretation, and it's got to do with uh, when when it comes to stories that you listen to. Because I've heard there's been a couple of podcasts where it's random people who who contact this guy or whoever it may be. About either paranormal experiences or whatever, or like a Bigfoot sighting or something like that, and it's you can tell it's bullshit. Like it's like, is this guy being for real? <laughs> and, yeah, and you yeah. go, I, and I always think to myself, I go, and, I, and I'm not talking about your show in particular, but I'm saying like, doesn't this guy screen these people before he goes on? You know what I mean? Like, because I've had it in my position where I have a guest and I'll underestimate that guest. Mm -hmm. Right. And, but mm -hmm. I haven't, I haven't really been, I haven't really had except one individual who was pretty eccentric. I don't know if he was full of shit or what it was, but he was, he was just off. Right. And I've only really had that experience one time, but I've had the experience where I underestimate people and how interesting they may be mm -hmm. as a guest. Right. And, and I try not to do that anymore because I've had people who I thought were going to be flops and they end up being like one of the best guests that I've had on. You know what I mean? And, and right. it's like they open up and they're super interesting. They don't, don't what's the whole thing? Don't judge a book by its cover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it gets tough, man. I, I can't say that I have, you know, I let everyone on my show that I do. I do have a vetting process that I do. But uh, for the most part, you know, I, you know, if I can find out a little information about you, I, if I can maybe hear some of the things you said before or read a book or uh, find anything you have out there that may be interesting. Sure, I'll have you on, you know, if, if I think it, it you know deserves a year or two to hear what the information is and and like i said you know i don't really want to be the one to decide if you're interesting or not so i try to give everyone a chance you know and, and you're exactly right there's plenty of times where i'm like worried that this person the audience is gonna you know leave terrible comments and not like this person and why did i have them on and they yeah, end up read blowing it out of the water i read those yeah. comments on your video all the time i don't know about this guy and i'll be like oh yeah <laughs> people, oh yeah you got you got people get on youtube have no shame dude <laughs> they're like they they i had this other guy I, I talk about the gnostics a lot right and i talk about mm -hmm. uh it was a clip on how the demiurge didn't want right adam and eve to eat from the tree of knowledge so they wouldn't understand that they're in a false reality i'm just repeating a cosmology i'm just repeating an idea of the gnostics right and yeah. they're like oh this is false you need to accept jesus christ as your lord and savior <laughs> i'm like okay that's fine but how socrates said i believe it was socrates 
It is it is the mark of an educated man to be able to discuss ideas without accepting them. And automatically when you're in this realm of alternate thought, right? Conspiracy or or the 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 the, the secret this occult knowledge, right, of of whatever we're talking about. People mm-hmm. believe already from the get-go since you're talking about it, you you believe it. Right. right. And it's, yeah. I'm like I'm like you. I, I talk to different people of all types of not people who are smarter than me in whatever subject I'll be talking about because they know mm-hmm. more and I'll learn from them. Right. But people automatically assume like, oh, well, you know, you believe in in the demi where well, you're a Satanist. Like, I'm like, no, dude, people are so closed minded sometimes, you know. Yeah. And I'm not going to deny that there are people, especially during this time that we're in, that are intentionally put out on these talk shows and put out in, in this community to spread no, disinformation. Chris. You wouldn't <laughs> insinuate something like that, would you? Of course I would. Yeah. Cause I know, I mean, I know for a fact, I've probably had some of those individuals on my show, you know, they, they make the, their rounds and some of these individuals I know for a fact are very well known and they're very popular and they do a lot of conferences and a lot of talks and they're not the ones that you would think, you know, are crazy are um, you know, trying to, to, to get out there and then spread some woo woo stuff, but they actually are. So you have to be discerning in the information. Now, I've come to learn that, I trust my gut more than anything when it comes to the people I have on and just the people I associate with in general. Um, you know, I just go off the the intuition I've had. I found I've always been able to have a good gauge on at least whether if a person has good intentions or not, you know. This this is a good lead into, into what I want to talk to you about today. Last time we were on, I had you on, and we talked about pretty much that, about – these dark forces that are at work, the puppeteers that are that are controlling everything, this simulation, if you will, right? I I, mm-hmm. I subscribe to the idea of perhaps not a computer simulation or or a holographic universe. Perhaps yes, because if if you go back in time uh, to the time of Pythagoras, Plato, Socrates, all these famous philosophers, which whose work we regard today, especially, which is the the most mind blowing thing. That's something that was you know. In the year 300, we're still using it today. Why are we using it today if it was woo-woo or if it, you know, they, was it Galileo was silenced by the church because he knew that the sun, that the earth revolved around the sun. And yeah. they excommunicated him, ex- exiled him, and silenced him for something that was the truth. But at the time, it was against the narrative, which is what we see today. When you go against the grain, when you go against the narrative, uh, people like me and you who talk about these things to to bring awareness and, and almost expose, right? Because a lot of people are still in Plato's cave where they are interpreting the shadows, uh, you know, the Neo in the matrix, the red pill or the blue pill. When he finally gets out and, and he, and he asks Morpheus, why do my eyes hurt? And he goes, cause you've never used them before. And to some people that experience of you shattering their beliefs and, and what they thought to be real is a very painful and depressing experience and that's why i think these people who who right uh, the powers that me the powers that uh, that that you know that that are at work they use these certain individuals to what to infiltrate and to to maybe you know mislead people as well uh what are your thoughts on what's currently happening right now i i have been saying as of lately i think we're going to be gearing up for a did you know th- this month is Cybersecurity Awareness Month? <laughs> oh, I think, I think 
I think I might have scrolled past something like that. <laughs> yeah, that's I, interesting. I think that the next narrative is going to be that. It's going to be the, the, you know, cyber uh, <laughs> vulnerability and, you know, ex-world power is going to try and, and infiltrate our system. You know, what was it earlier this year that, that they shut down that oil plant because mm. they hacked their system? Do you yeah. think that's where we're headed towards? Almost like towards like a singularity... AI type of thing. Well, I tell you what, I had I would have never thought that we'd be in the position we're in globally. Last time we spoke, you know, less than two years ago, uh, this was not the world, the same world that we're living in now. Um, we're living in times where you know, like you said, misinformation is being spread, but people are also afraid to tell the truth they're afraid to get to the bottom of things they're afraid to go against the grain because nowadays you could lose your job lose your livelihood lose your friends uh lose everything not be able to travel not be able to fly you know if you go against some of the narratives that are going on right now so uh people are being pushed in a certain direction out of fear and out of being shunned and all the things that I said. And that's adding a whole new layer of, of complication and high strangeness and just dystopian nightmare reality that we're to we're living in right now. So as far as a singularity, that's very possible too, because you know, I was talking to somebody about this yesterday that it's possible that up to like 70% of the profiles you see online are fake. They're not real. So that means, like, we're interacting with AI, we're interacting with robots already set, like, you know, if, if it's that high up for percentage on Facebook. And to add to that, I think the whole overpopulation is a myth. I think that's another psyop. I think we could probably fit the whole world in Texas. Yeah, the cities may be overpopulated, but everywhere else there's no one. Um, they're trying to get everyone herded into the cities right now. So we're living in extremely, um, I'd say prophetic times where, uh, everything is coming together. A singularity may be possible because, you know, ha more than half the people we're probably interacting with online aren't even real right now. So that's, you know, that alone is something that should shift uh, people's thinking whenever they realize stuff like that. It's funny you say that because this past weekend I went to this resort and it's supposed to be like this this cowboy-esque, almost, shit, I don't want to say, almost like this Westworld type of thing, right? Out here in Florida, there's this place where it's called River Ranch and you go out there and it's it's got a petting zoo, you can ride horses. It's a, it's a very, you can go camping, you can stay in like cabins and stuff like that. And I went out with the family out there this weekend. Now, what area is this in? Because uh, uh, I used to live in Florida. This is a central floor, so St. Cloud area. Oh, I used to live in Kissimmee. Yeah, yeah, okay. I, yeah okay. I live in St. Cloud, bro, so I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. And so when we were driving there, it was just, it was a rural area. And I, and I told my wife and I said, we complain that there's so many people, right, in, in certain areas, but there's still areas here in Florida where there is no one for miles and miles, right? And like you're saying, maybe this overpopulation might be a myth. Maybe... Dare I say that the global warming and all this shit that they talk about might be a myth. Why to push oh, yeah. a certain agenda? I, I think I saw recently where the the army or their, their, their one of the branches of, of the government is setting up an initiative 
for wars in the future over food. And what are we seeing today? We're seeing the supply chain being choked up almost like what does North Korea do? They, they make sure that what 70 or 80% of their population is starving so that they don't have the willpower or the energy to fight and revolt against the system, right? They're too focused on surviving. Finding a snake there is like a delicacy. Finding a rat is a delicacy. And yeah. we're seeing this now, especially what's happening right now in the stores, dude, you go and there's nothing. It's scary, bro. It's, it's really, really scary. You know? No, you're right, and it's, this is something that I've recently started to notice in my area is the shortages in the stores, uh, and people don't like to talk about this stuff because this means that it, all the things that us— It's not political. I don't want to get political because it's not. No, it, it's, it's, it's not. I tell them both sides are, the, are, are the two faces of the same coin. It's all the yeah, same shit. Exactly you know what I mean? Right. This is this is an agenda that surpasses politics. It even surpasses corporations. This is an agenda set forth by a few people at the top who want their ideal society and world. They're like, um, man, they're like sicko, if psychopaths with an ant form. They like to shake it up and start over every once in a while. Dare I, I say Rosicrucians? <laughs> I mean <laughs> – I think, you know, they could be a mix of a lot of these uh, elite societies, you know. Um, I think that's what happened. Uh, the, the the top of the top of all these societies around the world, you know, at some point, you know, intermingled and intermeshed, or at least collaborated together to get certain outcomes and desires globally. And, you know, that's, of course, what we're seeing now. Uh, you get to a certain level of power and there's, I hate to say it, but there's this boredom aspect to where you need to shake things up. And if you have that much power to where you can shake things up on a global level and watch the outcome unfold, man, that must be like, you know, the biggest high for these psychopaths in the world to see that they are changing the planet to suit their sick desires you know in front of our faces and it's in there and it also seems like they're going off some kind of sick playbook of revelations as well adding in all these um prophetic and programmed uh type of uh outcomes and agendas like we've seen programming uh on on television uh, predictive programming is what you, you would call it for years about everything that we're seeing now, everything. And it's like science fiction has become reality. It's all unfolding before our eyes. And uh, the, the ones that are in charge, they do not care how many people die, how many people suffer, or what kind of destruction they do to get whatever outcome is, is best for them. Yes, <laughs> and, that, and that's a lot to unpack because... You, you talk about science fiction becoming reality and becoming fact. And a lot of when I when I speak about ancient civilizations and, and the big and let's be real, the biggest conspiracy of them all religion. When I talk about these things, because it's just throughout all of history and it goes back to these these ancient mystery schools of Mesopotamia, ancient Egypt, all these places that they practice these different pagan and occult beliefs. Right. Uh, when you when you tell somebody and you talk about this, a lot of people don't care, right? A lot of people are too blind to understand, and they don't want to. Oh, you know, my 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 wife says it all the time. What does history matter? And I go, well, it matters because history doesn't often history doesn't necessarily repeat, but it often rhymes, right? And a lot of the things that have happened in the past are happening today. But when you have a a a, a mass of people 
that are uneducated and and fail to look at the origins of certain things that they use, right? A lot of people, what, right now what we're doing, we're, we're using this technology that I don't know how it works, right? I don't know how it works, but it works and we use it. But the, the origins, if you go back to the origins of everything, you start to understand there's a darker agenda behind everything, right? There, there, there's more to it than just, more, what is it, more than meets the eye type of shit. And a lot of people don't care and they just... They just go along with this. And in Soviet, in the Soviet Union, when when these people take over and these dictators take over in power, you know, Mao China, Stalin Italy, uh, uh, you know, uh, Hitler Germany, right? All the Nazi Germany. A lot of the things that that progress those ideas and further that agenda is compliance, right? At the end of the day, yeah. it's peer pressure, which you see that what today, a lot of people are being pressured into doing certain things against their own will and to do what you said earlier, to be able to provide for your family, to be able to, to have a livelihood. Because if you don't, you suffer the consequences when you go against the system. And this has been like that since the beginning of time, dude. Ever since Christianization, right? When they took the Nordics over, right? They used neuro-linguistic programming when they would... My, my favorite thing is when they would take a pagan god and turn it into a saint. <laughs> You know what? To appease yeah. to the masses, right? And at the end of the day, it's just people complying. And I feel it takes, you know, certain special individuals to be able to stand up for what they believe in. And I'm saying all this with an American flag in the background here. But at the end of the day, the whole reason that this country was founded was because they said, fuck you to the crown. And they said, that's it. We're not paying you any more taxes and, and we're going to be our own thing, right? It was because of right. what? Because of freedom, not because of anything else, right? In 1776, it was like, fuck you. We're going to do what we want. And that's that, you know, it never came through compliance. And I don't know, dude, when there's two opposing parties in, 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 in history, that's what, it, that's exactly what it is. His story. So to the victor, the spoils. And that's what people don't understand that the guys who won are the guys who write history. Yeah. And that's You're what absolutely we're living right. And um, this country, you're, you're right. It, you know, it's founded off of, of great ideals and, and, and uh, for a great reason, but then it was hijacked, you know, after World War II, um, after the JFK assassination, <laughs> after 9-11, you know, slowly get building, building to complete control of these sick Nazis, you know, I don't want to curse, but, you know, these, these a-holes that, that, that took over our country in the occult aspect that you're talking about. You're absolutely right. When people hear about... Elites, you know, practicing occult rituals or Satanism or sacrificing babies, they check out because they don't want to believe it. It's too, it's too much for them. Um, it's, it's too sci-fi. It's too cute. <laughs> yeah, especially nowadays, it's become too QAnon for them. So they check out. They don't want to hear about it. But they need to realize that just because they don't believe in it, that doesn't mean that these dudes don't believe in it because they do they certainly do and they practice it and they are a hundred percent uh involved in the occult aspects and these occult rituals these ancient passed down knowledge from secret societies that give these individuals access to power and control through the only thing i can describe it as is magic but you know it's just something that we have we don't understand because it's been suppressed because they're the only ones that 
feel they have the right to understand magic and and the the powers of consciousness and all these things that are suppressed from the normal people because they have this divine right to rule and it's always been that way since these guys have been in power so yeah they hold all the cards and they are trying to hold all the knowledge but right now it's falling apart for them we're entering a period of awakening and revelation and people are getting this knowledge back and it's terrifying them so they're pushing even harder that's why i think they're moving so fast right now is because the the, the floodgates are bursting people's consciousness are snapping open and they're seeking this knowledge and they're finding it and the elites are shitting in their pants and like oh no it's happening we gotta we gotta herd these cats back in <laughs> but it's not working i think they're going way too fast and making a lot of mistakes and i think people are seeing through it and one more thing i want to address that you said a history about our, our history in general <laughs> we need to look into our history because everything we've been told about it is fake it's all oh, yeah i mean so much oh, about it Chris, is, is the no history idea. books you know you 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 look at the stuff they've been teaching our children you look back at the stuff they taught us when we we're going in school it's it's a bunch of fluffy nonsense that whenever you really start looking into the facts you're like holy shit we were the bad guys a lot of times you know just everything you know everything's a lie yeah yeah and how I, I've recently been diving into uh, Pythagoras and, and the, uh, the Pythagorean thought and their processes. And I don't know where in translation it was lost because he even preached against sacrifice, against the sacrifice of animals. He, he didn't eat beans because they resembled human fetuses, right? This is an eccentric guy who had a lot of ideas that inspired a lot of the greatest philosophers of, of our time that we know of, right? And I don't know where in translation it gets lost to do these things, right? How, but how you said, it, it gets to a point where there's this perversion of, of these ideals and the idea eventually it gets lost. In, it's like, a, like this, big phone, this big game of telephone, and eventually by when, when you get to the end, it's a completely different message than from the very first one, right? So... For one of the examples is that I can give is the Knights Templar. Maybe at the very beginning, they were the good guys, right? And eventually it got perverted. One bad apple spoils the rest, and the rest is literally history where they got accused of, of worshiping Baphomet and, and doing all these crazy things. The one, the, 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 and we're talking about the people who are accredited to the modern day banking system, right? They say that they achieve this through what? Through alchemical means. And I don't know, dude, I, I think that perhaps, yes, we, I, I think that throughout all of history, if, depending on which narrative you want to believe, because um, I'm familiar with uh, Anatoly Fomenko's work on, on the, the, the was it science or fiction or something like that, where he talks about history being this, you know, Scaligarian chronology. He was a Jesuit monk and they were responsible for a lot of the records that we have today. And they might have added, you know, a thousand years to history. We might be a thousand years too too far in history, and and the dark ages never existed, right? And all these different. But he is ridiculed. He is made fun of, discredited, and and it's considered pseudo uh, pseudo history, right? Pseudo, uh, you know, science, whatever it may be. People like Graham Hancock, all these people who try to elevate people, they get ridiculed. Why? Because as a collective, people are against this narrative. And where do you think we go from here? And I, I want to talk about uh, one more thing, uh, language, right? Language 
from the very beginning, I feel has been, you, t- you mentioned magic earlier. I feel it's been demystified. The original alphabet had, what, 17 or 20 letters, and they added these, these characters that mean nothing, right? That they're essentially just made up almost, <laughs> like you mentioned earlier, like being an NPC in this reality where people are just placed here and to, to just fill in the void, right? If a tree falls in the woods, did it really did it make a sound? Yes or no, right? If, if a conversation didn't happen on a podcast, did it actually happen? You know, th- that type of thing where, yeah. where maybe some people are in this world are NPCs and, and, and there are things used to fill in that void. But uh, back, back to the topic, where do you... Where do you think we go? Because I do feel that they've demystified language and they've made it to where it's got less power, right? Because spelling, you're casting spells, right? The law of attraction. And these are things and, and rituals that they've used, you know, divination and all these different things that they've used since the very beginning of time. And they've just taken the power away from from man, right? And, they, and, and the, the divinity, the divinity... Uh, uh, you know, the progress of you to be able to achieve divinity is a brokered experience now through what? Through the church. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, they, with language, they've done the same thing with so many things to basically dumb down humanity and make us in a more infantile state. Um, look at the way, uh, I, you know, I, I really don't like talking bad about the younger generations, but <laughs> I go out sometimes and I hear them speak and I don't understand a lot of the things they're saying because it's a bunch of gibberish. Um, they've, uh, they, they're, they're in the major process of dumbing us down through language, through social media, uh, through television. It's been, um, I think accelerated since the dawning of television and this access to mass media because it is an agenda. It's an agenda on top of everything else to, like I said earlier, herd in the cats and we're all the cats and they want us to be, uh, nice and domesticated and dumbed down and controllable. And that's the whole idea. And they've been advancing that idea through technology, through the, the shoddy technology that they show us, because we both know that the technology they have for themselves is probably 50, a hundred, maybe more years more advanced than whatever we've been given. But where we're headed right now is look at, uh, look at what they tell us every day in the media about science about the new science this isn't this isn't what i remember science being this has become a religion this has become blindly trust what we say because we say so because we're wearing this lab coat that's not the science that i remember uh and if you question science if you ask them well why is that so why can't we ask this what is this about can we look at this compound can we do this under a microscope no you can't you can't do science because our science won't let you do your science. Okay, so this is the ridiculous idiocracy that we've entered into already. Right now, this is the point we're at right now where we can't question this new science religion that these morons at the top are trying to push down to us. And we all know the individuals I'm talking to. You see them on the news every day. You hear their names all the time. We don't need to glorify them anymore. But that's what they're doing. It's, it's a huge process of not only dumbing us down, poisoning us, getting us to go with roll with one agenda, but they're failing. They're failing miserably because 
if you look around at reality, it's not what they're telling you on the news. I'll give you an example. I was talking to someone else about this the other day too. Um, the reality I'm living in, there's no pandemic. The birds are chirping. I'm going outside. The sunshine in the sky is blue. People are going to the store. There's maybe a few people with masks on their faces, but uh, they, I did just attribute them to NPCs, you know. Um, and there's, you know, most most of the uh, the day, it's a peaceful day, and I don't see people dropping dead from a pandemic on the street. And then there's this other reality that uh, the news is showing you and that I see online sometimes and maybe on TV but I don't ever see it in real life. No matter where I travel, no matter who I'm talking to, this other reality where there's a pandemic and people dropping dead on the streets and you have to get a jabby jab to do this and that and that, that doesn't exist in my reality. None of my friends are, are living in that reality. But, you know, I do know some people who are in that reality. I've spoken with them. I've interacted with them. That reality exists for them but I don't see it. And I think there's a divide there amongst the planet. I think there are two, maybe three or four different timelines that people are living on right now. And there's a split and it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with this major split in timelines. And I think that could be attributed to also some of the high strangeness that we're seeing around the, the, the globe, this collective kind of, uh, insertion of, you know, UFOs, ETs, high strangeness into the collective consciousness in combination with COVID and a, a consciousness split amongst the, the entire planet, that could cause some, some interesting uh, things. And I've always had the feeling that I'd be uh, living in interesting times, you know, my whole life. And here we are. Yeah, and, and sometimes you post some titles that I'm like, yikes. I'll be like, oof, uh, I don't know if he's, you know what I mean? You have to be careful with these tech overlords because they'll, they'll pull the plug real quick. Oh, yeah, you know what? I'm, you know, I, I've, I've checked out on that. I'm not even worried about that. If they're going to pull it, they're going to pull it. If I'm supposed to be here, I'm supposed to be here. That's the way I figure it, you know? And what are your thoughts? Because you've talked about this before on your show. What is it with all these earthquakes, all these floods, all these volcanoes erupting. What is the whole thing behind that, Chris? Because I'm I'm not up to par with that. I've had I've had a friend of mine kind of give me the lowdown on that. He says that all the floods is because they're 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 flooding the tunnels underneath everywhere and 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Like all these these intricate <laughs> tunnel systems that they have, and and it's got to do yeah. with the missing with the missing four hundred one that they all go missing on these concentrated places where there's Ooh. cave systems and that's a deep one i don't know dude what is it Eight hundred thousand people go missing a year yeah well you know what that that could very well be true um you know i am totally on board that uh, there's a sex tra huge underground sex trafficking ring i live in denver i i'm totally believe that under the denver airport there's a huge underground <laughs> you know base that connects to other underground bases across the united states that yeah, I'm I'm 100 sure that's going on. But as far as the earth changes, I have no idea. I used to believe that you know it was a combination of things, but it was being caused cosmically, like from a grand solar minimum or you know maybe a celestial body. I don't think it's you know planet X or anything. Um, I think it it's possible that we could be entering an, an energetic 
place in the galaxy to where it's causing uh, the core of our planet to expand. And that's probably most likely the easiest explanation or, you know, the grand solar minimum, the activity on the sun is causing the core of the planet to expand. It's causing a lot of earthquakes. It's causing the volcanoes to wake up. And all this also, the sun affects our weather, of course. So we're going to have crazy weather, crazy storms, a shift in um, our weather patterns. And on top of that, the magnetic North Pole is shifting towards Siberia at a crazy rate of like five miles per month or so. I don't know. It's it's really fast. Really? It's insane how yeah. If you if you look at I'm not sure I don't want to give the wrong number, but magnetic north is definitely flipping yeah. towards Siberia very fast. And it what happens is at a certain point the magnetic uh, the magnetic pole is going to shift. That's, that doesn't mean the whole planet's going to shift. That means our magnetic pole, the invisible shield that protects our planet from, you the know, outside Allen energies. Bell or some shit like that. No, that's this is it, closer to the planet. This is just a magnetic field, our magnetosphere. But it's the uh, our magnetic poles may flip. We have a north pole and a south pole, and the north one is moving towards Siberia because of this cosmic energy that we're hitting, and it always shifts. We always have shifts in, in um, magnetic north. It happens every whatever hundred thousand or twenty thousand years. I don't know the exact. I don't think scientists know the exact amount of time, but it does happen and but now ours it started moving more rapidly in the past 20 years and scientists don't know why so it could be causing a lot of problems and if it does flip all the way around we'll, we'll be back in the stone age all our electronics will be gone uh, internet everything and that would cause bad times so yeah, I think our planet's going through some some birthing pains right now. We're going through an interesting period. I don't know if it's going to, like, accelerate within our lifetime to where we'll see, like, massive floods crossing the Earth or, you know, volcanoes going off all over the place. I think it's going to be more of a gradual type thing where we'll keep gradually seeing strangeness and, and the weather patterns change and more earthquakes and stuff over the next 10, 20, maybe 30, 50 years. But honestly, I don't think we have anything to worry about immediately, unless the the movement of our magnetic pole uh, hastens up a bit and flips. Then yeah, we're in trouble. So that's my opinion on that. Do you feel that this is what <clears throat> this individual means by we're gonna have a dark winter, perhaps? Ah, uh, okay. You're talking about like the 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 QAnon individuals? Yeah, and, and I think I, I think Biden <laughs> even said that we're getting oh, yeah, a okay. dark winter. So these guys on the, like Biden and the elected <laughs> officials and the politicians, they love throwing in their faces in our faces what they're doing. They love saying, "Oh, welcome to the new world order." They love getting these Masonic numbers out there. Thirty-three. You seen that, dude? The, the oh man, slips. <laughs> all the time. They they love doing it because it's some kind of like. Um, revelation of the method type bullshit where they have to let us know what they're doing for some kind of karma reason so baphomet doesn't rape them i don't know why <laughs> you know they they do this stuff but uh yeah they they're they kind of let us know what they're doing and uh what was the question before that where were we headed i kind of got lost in the yeah the yeah no no raping. that that the dark winter the dark winter <laughs> oh yeah okay so the dark winter i think that a lot of the 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 information that came out from the QAnon stuff was like a big psyop. I think a lot of it's true. A lot of it was mixed in to kind of throw uh, up people like us off the trail and get a lot of uh, normal people thinking that we were conspiracy theorists and part of this cult or whatever, the cult of QAnon. But it's possible, man. There's there's so many things that, that they talk about and they throw out there that never happen or happen 10 years down the road. That's why I don't hang on to any of this stuff that anybody says. Like, I don't 
wait for any of this stuff to happen. I don't worry about it. Uh, if it does happen, I, you know, I'll explore the reasons why. I'll look at it like, oh shit, this really happened. But you can't um, kind of live your life expecting these things to happen or worry about it because you know you get duped. You get duped over and over. I've been duped. The whole planet's been duped. And I think that it's really hard to discern information right now. And like I said, I go with my gut feeling on things. I think we're in extremely dangerous times right now. I think that anything is possible right now. Uh, you know, aliens could come down and start probing the planet right now. I don't know. There's a lot of things going on that I never expected to see in my lifetime happening right now. So we're living in interesting times, and I'm very um, – I'm hopeful about the future. I'm also uh, concerned about the future, but I like to project my uh, my best intentions outward. So where hopefully it, they'll manifest uh, good things in my life and for everyone, you know? Yeah. And that's the whole thing behind this. <laughs> and I have people all the time because I call them the reptilian overlords and they go, are they really lizards? And I go, could be. They could be right. Yeah. Uh, leading back to this this royal bloodline of people, right? To the to the Anunnaki, all the way down to these 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 kings of back then, these ki- this bloodline. And I don't know if they actually are reptilians or not. I like to think that maybe so. But these individuals, how you said that they they what they do, they put out in plain sight, and it's got to do with right with the checkered, the black and the white. You have to the yin and yang, and what Helena Blavatsky talked about too, where they they embrace, because Carl Jung says, if you're able to to conquer your dark self, that the subconscious is what shows you the nature of reality. Once you're able to tap into that, and one of his quotes is, uh, "Not until you bring the subconscious to the conscious will you uh, call it fate and let let it rule your your life or something something along those lines." And these guys that talk about that embracing this dark self and, and Helena Blavatsky that they talk about be so evil that you achieve some sort of divinity, right? This thing where it's like bring it's like this really dark bring forth evil to 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 so so much that you become divine almost. And it's I don't know if you if you're familiar with King the history of King James. Uh, somewhat not you know i didn't get deep into it so he wrote this book it's called daemonology and it's uh, it's through it's a oh, book yeah. of three right you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. and in that the third book talks about how it's almost like a uh, uh, he's sympathizing with witches and sorcerers and and all this stuff and one of the things that he claims in in that in the third book is that the the use of demons further glorifies god so what do we see with a lot of these individuals in history? Let, we can't forget the fact that a lot of the people who are attributed to the philosophical workings of, of all time, the arts and all these things, all these advancement, advancements in mathematics, uh, physics, uh, you know, metaphysics and all these different uh, quantum physics, I'm sorry, they were trying to at the end of the day they were trying to prove the existence of something right mm. like this 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 being this this con the monad right this this universal consciousness and maybe perhaps through the use of these entities right they they were able to channel this knowledge because if you really think about it dude if you go back to like ancient mesopotamia 
the Mesopotamians had knowledge of 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 today that was proven today. Like like one of the ones that blows my mind, and and that's why I believe that there is some other world and some other reality. You, you know, you talked about people living in their own reality. Uh, even mm-hmm. the Pythagoreans said, you know, you're you are your own monad. You are your own identity, right? The identity of everything, how it sees itself, and maybe, for example, the Dogon tribe where they where they had knowledge of the Sirius star system something that and then when you ask them it's like who told you well the nomos well who the fuck mm. are the nomos well these the, the people in the saucer was it actually a physical being or was it some sort of metaphysical being you know what i mean and a lot i feel that a lot of these guys that did all that 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 wrote history for us and all the contributions that they made towards it maybe perhaps they did it through the use of a Baphomet, right? Or the, through the mm. use of, of an Abraxas or through the use of something. You know what I mean? Like we can't deny the fact that that's what they're doing and, 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 and they're bringing forth these manifestations, right? What is Geordie Rose from, from, from D wave? He doesn't work anymore, but he said, what we're opening up portals and these things might come through, but they don't mm-hmm. care about you. How we don't care about ants. Dude, yeah. that's fucking scary. Yeah, it is. (laughs) That is the question, though. What are they dealing with and what have we been dealing with throughout time? Is it that, you know, we've ancients have taken psilocybin doses and got in touch with some entity uh, through these experiences or were they actually communicating with some sort of deity or interdimensional entity or alien or something like that that is a question are communing and i do believe that uh, these occultists at higher levels have the ability to communicate or summon or invoke something some otherworldly entity something that isn't in our spectrum of the vision and I think that what happened along the way is they got involved with some bad ones. They got involved with some bad juju who fed them a bunch of bullshit, who, you know, told them, yeah, and getting in touch with demons will get you closer to God. And, you know, you have to uh, you have to be involved with demons if you want to be involved with the light. Well, you know, I think that we've been had. I think we've been tricked by some of these entities along the way. To gain power, you know, in exchange. And I think this keeps going on till this day. They're still involved. They have some kind of pact with whatever cosmic consciousness or entity that controls that and that they got involved with. Whether you want to call it Baphomet or Satan or Lucifer or any ty- any of these dark entities that are involved in occultism. Um, you know, I know you can go the other way. I know that they're... There's invoking of Buddha and Jesus and Christ and and for the light. But I think it all depends on your intention with what you want to do with these occult practices. And I'm pretty sure that their intentions are not too good. Uh, And it's all about power. It's all about money. It's all about this incarnation and the physical pleasures and what you can get out of this life physically and it's that's what it's all about for them and they'll do anything to have the most pleasurable existence as possible at our expense apparently have you seen the movie free guy yet yes i saw that the other day with ryan reynolds yeah yeah. and and the symbolism behind that movie it's i know i was yeah it's it's the the you know it's almost like a matrix uh, movie where Mm -hmm. through what, when he puts on the glasses, he's able to see it, but he wasn't able to break out of that matrix unless... Matrix, they live, it had a... It was a bunch of good ones, yeah. And, and again, when I tell people, 
symbols are the language to the soul. There's a reason why Plato wanted to eliminate certain arts and certain musical notes and certain things in, in the Republic, right? And have these philosopher kings. And shit, he even talked about, he even talked about, uh, what is it? The eugenics. <laughs> he only, yeah. he believed that certain people should be able to mate with other people to have this master race, which, which I don't know who it was, but they said that they, that the Nazis used, revered the Republic, right? They, they looked up to that book. And so did Martin Luther King Jr. So you have these polar opposites who interpreted the same material differently. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and we, we can get into the whole thing of Plato thinking that the thoughts were on a different dimension on a different level. Right. Because when you have an idea, it just like pops into your head. You know what I mean? It's like, where did that even come from? Is that, did I come up with that? Did something feed me that? And maybe it's like the book of Enoch where we are some failed experiment of L and he's tried to restart it a couple of times over. That's why you have the great floods and all these different mm. stories where there's like these great resets and maybe they are getting pissed off right now. And, and they might, we might see that reset. Do you think, you think it, 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 these elites keep saying something about the great reset? Do you think that's really going to come or you think we're in the middle of that or? Um, I think that it is an agenda. I think that it is on the menu for these individuals, whether it comes or not, I think maybe up to us. Now, I want to speak a little bit to these entities that are um, that we don't know what they are, interdimensional or whatever. Um, when we spoke last, I don't think I'd had my, my contact experience at this time. Um, I had my first contact experience, I think, like a few months after I did the show with you. It was back in March uh, that we did it. Back in March of 2020 at the peak of COVID. Yes. Okay. So this was, yes, this was a few months after, after the show, I had my first, what I can only say is a contact experience. And I have a much different understanding of it now than I did whenever it first happened, but I'll shorten it and give you a short, sweet, uh, little synopsis of what happened. I was practicing meditation at the time because I was getting out of a bad relationship with an ex-girlfriend. Um, and I never, I couldn't really go deep into meditation. I'd always have a block or be afraid to go, you know, certain level or lose myself. And I wanted to get past that. Uh, so one day I did, I was, uh, I went really deep into meditation. I had some 432 Hertz tones and, uh, it was, it was amazing. I had, it, it, you know, I never experienced such peacefulness. And during that experience, I, somehow made contact with something other than myself it started out as just this beautiful feeling of love and acceptance that i'd never felt before and then this blue light kind of emanating in my subconsciousness that spoke to me and it was like nothing i speak it's not me talking to myself it was definitely an outside voice i thought i was possessed or going crazy for a second and i'm like <laughs> i actually went back to like childhood christianity i was like in the name of jesus christ are you good and like before i could even finish that statement he's like yes and just sending me these beautiful feelings of love and acceptance and like i've never felt love like this i thought i loved my parents i thought i loved my ex no this was a this was like a drug i've never felt before and he's just shooting this feeling whatever this entity is um and you know he's telling me he's he's good he's on my side he's here to 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 bring me messages and communicate with me and he said i was it was time for us to meet and i asked him what his name was he's like you'll never be able to pronounce it just call what me something you're familiar with and uh i was like okay so i just ca called him laird that was one of my cousins growing up i thought his name was cool so i just started calling him laird and laird. we uh 
Laird, L-A-I-R-D, yeah. We had a, a, like a two-hour conversation about the things that were unfolding on the planet, how uh, we were going to enter crazy times, how I have a job to do in a small part of a collective that everybody's doing a job right now and that uh, I need to, you know, look up this, research this, uh, start realizing this and, you know, uh, quit my job because I was still doing a day job at the time. And I was like, what? He's like, yes, you need to quit your job. Just, you know, do this, do this full time, do this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? And it was the most profound experience. And it lasts for a couple hours and then the communication faded, but I needed to recreate it to, to understand what's going on, to even know that it was real. So I, I went into meditation a couple of days later. Again, boom, contacted with the entity. Uh, we go even deeper into conversation. I'm like, who are you? Where do you come from? He, I remember a few things that he said. He said, we spread Christ consciousness across the galaxy for those who are ready, for those who are ready to receive it. Um, and then I close my eyes and it's like, I'm seeing outer space and it looks like I'm on a huge metal ship and I'm, I'm looking around. There's no one around. It just, I can see these huge windows on a ship. And then I start feeling this feeling of love, but it's like, it's coming from different entities. It's not just this one. It's like a bunch of entities. I can feel them around me, but I can't see them. It's like, you know, it's in my mind's eye. And all of a sudden, they kind of start to appear. I can start to see entities, and they look like little human-animal hybrids, but, you know, kind of etheric, like spiritual like ghost-like Like, like the clockwork elves? Nah, but not really, no. They're like bird people, like uh, one looked like Chewbacca. These are very strange entities. They were wearing, like, little robes, uh, and they were kind of translucent, kind of ghost-like. Did you take drugs? <laughs> not no, not this time. Not I will, I will add something to that later. But no, I, I was not on drugs. This was just a meditation experience, and you know all these entities are sh beaming these feelings of immense love and asking me if I'm accepting my duty on this planet to do something I can't remember. I'm just like crying because this is an amazing experience. And uh, the next day, you know, I it, it occurred again. I'm in touch with this entity. It was like a three day experience. And I finally was like, okay, there's something to this. I need to find out what the hell happened. So, I, you know, I reach out to all my contactee friends, to, to people who have, ex, you know, experienced, uh, you know, contact through meditation, all this stuff. And I've, I have a much different understanding of what I was speaking with at the time. Um, I believe that I was kind of talking to my future self i believe it was my higher self and possibly spirit guides that i was uh that i got in touch with uh from, from what i understand if someone is spiritually ready and seeking they can get in touch with their spirit guides and find out a direction that they need to go and things they need to do in their life and i think that's what occurred after a few months after that i did end up quitting a horrible day job that i was miserable doing I mean, making great money, but I, I couldn't do it. Um, so I just quit, and I, you know, took out my life savings and said, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna do, try it. I'm gonna try. I was making five hundred dollars a month off this podcast at the time, <laughs> so I was like, fuck it, we'll see what happens. Yeah. And the universe took care of the rest. Like within a few months, I was able to pay my rent and bills, and it's like everything just started happening after I took that first step that I was told to by I think myself and a few maybe 
um, spirit guides or ancestors or angels or whatever they were. I don't think they were aliens. I don't. Uh, they appeared. I think they appeared to me as something I could digest and understand, and something that was comforting to me. Uh, so ah, that's my understanding at this point of what's happened to me. It may change tomorrow. It may change 30 seconds from now. I don't know. Uh, but it was a profound experience, and I think it happened because I was seeking it. I was seeking to know myself, what I'm supposed to be doing here. Where am I going with this show? Why am I doing this show? Whatever, you know, I was seeking all these answers. I was trying to do meditation, and it responded. The universe, myself, whatever this was, responded to my questions and my desire to find out what, is all going on with me and what should I be doing? So it answered me. And I think that that can happen for anyone that's truly seeking this. And it, like I said earlier, it depends on your intentions when you are seeking these type of answers and experiences. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's a crazy experience. Have you ever done sensory deprivation? <clears throat> no, I have not. Oh, and to add, to finish that with the the drugs, I have been able to recreate that experience with psilocybin mushrooms. Um, really? I've after the after those experiences, I've taken mushrooms and tried to meditate and contact same entities, and I have, and we had conversations, you know, while I was on the mushrooms. So it's very interesting. It was like a fast track to that communication, you know. Have you done dimethyltryptamine? Have you done DMT? <laughs> not yet. No, no, that's the one thing I have not. <clears throat> yeah, I've 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 done psilocybin one time. It was probably one of the one of the the best and worst experiences ever <laughs> in my life. And and I, it's like my therapist. Uh, every once in a while, I have to see Mr. Psilocybin. I was talking to my wife about it. Where <clears throat> I I told her I said she's like oh I'm like I don't feel like doing it again because it it shows you your inner demons right it, it, it really. Yeah makes you dive into your subconscious and and think about everything that's wrong with you and that sounds like a horrible yeah. thing imagine like you know that relative that you call that just when you talk to him on the phone they just talk to you about how you don't call them enough and it's like you don't that's the reason you don't call them and every time it's the same thing it's like oh you don't call me enough it's like hey you yeah. know my experience I mean, it was can definitely be that and more and terrifying but it can also be beautiful and euphoric and comforting and it just depends on your state of mind and where you really want to go with it but yeah if you it can bring up things and it is like uh, it's it shows you what you need to work out and work on you know i think you should try sensory deprivation bro like getting in a tank because i believe in the law of attraction and when you're in there for you, it was like this this sort of of liberating. I have a friend of mine who's an ex evangelist, and and he was led down that path, right? He says, when you, when you, when Jacob wrestled God, it changed him forever, and when you wrestle God, it'll change you forever. And I said, it changed you, didn't it? But it didn't change you to keep following his path. So wouldn't that be technically a bad thing? And he said, no, it, it changes you to whatever it is that you need to. Uh, it might be to whatever frequency you need to tune into, right? Not necessarily. Yes. I don't feel that we should give, give, give religion or th that that head, that Godhead, a name. I don't think it should be labeled. I think it's just. I think that. I think God is the universe, and and, and through experiences like with yours, I think He's able to tap. We're all antennas, right? We all have an aura. We all have an aura. We're we're antennas. We're highly susceptible to different things, and and there's a reason that Nikola Tesla wanted to get energy from the atmosphere, right? Because it's there all the time. You just need to be able to tap into it. And uh, as we wind down on this episode, I think it's a, it's a great note to end it on that, that experience that you had, where 
if you seek, you will find, right? It's like you need to be able to find your own truth and your own light. And th that's the path that I'm on too, where you're trying to understand the nature of reality. And I have a friend of mine was like, dude, you know so much about all this history and stuff. And I go, yeah, but I still can't tell you what the nature of reality is. I, I still, I, I don't understand it. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. maybe one day I'll get to that level to where I can be like, Hey, you know, this is what it's all about. How maybe I'll never know. Now, before we close, I wanted to t just touch on what you said about God and what God is and what we are. Um, based on my understanding at this moment in time and my gut feeling, um, I, I like to put it like this, and I have to thank my friend Gloria Canning for kind of showing me this analogy. <laughs> God is, say God is this, this emanating light of, you know, it's everything, okay? It's, but it's just all compacted into this one ball of emanating light. And then you take a colander with all these millions and billions of holes on it, and you put it on top of that ball of light, which is God, okay? It's everything, encompassing everything. And out of the colander shoots billions and billions of individual little tiny beams of light, and that's us. It's God experiencing everything through those beams of light, through us, to grow and basically experience what the universe has to offer and keep growing and experiencing and expanding. And I think that's what this is. That's what it's all about. And I think right now the collective consciousness is trying to push us back towards the light and maybe create some turmoil and things that will get us to look in that direction and go back towards that light. And that's just my opinion on maybe a cosmic scale of things, you know? Yeah, and, and to add to that, Pythagoras, he said that all these sidereal bodies, so all the stars, all the galaxies and all that stuff, all the all these celestial bodies, they are their own consciousness. So it adds to that idea that, like you said, what, what, what do they say? We're, we're, we're light beings having a human experience. Yes. You know, where we're, we're here as, as this uh, trial, right? And, and we have to be able to break out of the reincarnation or else be sent right back to where it all started or maybe be reincarnated as an animal, as, as, as a rabbit or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A rock. <laughs> so dude, I had a ton of fun with this conversation. Oh yeah, man. Super interesting. Thank you for coming on and one more time for the people so they can find your information and I'll post it in the, in the link as well in the show notes, but sweet. Uh, where can people reach you or, or check out your work? I know, again, I'm, I'm a fan of the podcast. You can find it on YouTube, but anything else you want to plug? Yeah, uh, you can find all our stuff on our website. That's ForbiddenKnowledge.news. Uh, you can find all the podcasts we host there, uh, Beyond Classified, Forbidden Knowledge News. That's the easiest way to get all our stuff. We're also on all podcast platforms. We're on Odyssey. We're limited on YouTube because we have to cut out a lot of stuff that we can't talk about nowadays, but uh, we're still there a little bit. Uh, but if you want all of our premium content, all the stuff you can't find anywhere else, all the juicy stuff you can't even hear on the podcast, go to Rockfin. That's R-O-K-F-I-N.com and get yourself a premium account there. You're going to find some awesome stuff, but it's not just us there. It's like a ton of content creators that you know and love, a bunch of uh, familiar faces. So go to Rockfin, check that out. And uh, I think that's about it. If you want to email me, it's ForbiddenKnowledgeNews at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. I had a lot of fun, man.
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.